Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinia Chocolate and Codinia Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too, because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first official episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast. My name is Tina Codinha, and for the last 13 years now, chocolate has been my life. Being the first episode and all, I feel it's only suiting that I give a bit of background as to why I chose chocolate and why I decided to start speaking about it. So I come from a very traditional Asian background. My dad is a doctor, my mom was a nurse, and growing up, the emphasis was always on education, which I'm not saying is bad because education is important, but even after graduating the top of my class all my life, it wasn't until I got to college and the future started getting very serious where I realized, holy crap, this is totally not what I want to do. This being pursuing medicine. And just for context, I went to UC San Diego, a pretty top-notch college if you're pre-med. But, you know, when I asked other students why they were taking up medicine, the two most popular answers were, number one, I want to be rich, and or number two, my parents are making me. And it dawned on me. I mean, as I was miserable studying OCHEM, that that mentality was not what it was going to sustain. Growing up, my siblings and I were always very sheltered. Our parents were extremely strict, so to finally get out of the house and to have a taste of freedom in college, I really started to ask myself, what do I want? What makes me happy? And believe it or not, I had two answers, shoes and chocolate. (laughs) I didn't really see how a future with shoes is going to happen, but uh, once again, as fate would have it, chocolate kind of sparked something in me, and as I followed my curiosity bit by bit, I was shown the way. So imagine if you will, I'm about to graduate college. I had switched majors to art history, by the way, because art always moves something in me. So that was a start, but art history wasn't enough. So I'm about to graduate college and I attend a career fair at my school. And the lead speaker is Michael Antonorsi, this alumni who graduated bioengineering, did that for 20 years to please his parents and then switched to chocolatier. What? My mind was blown. Could this not be more of an example for what I saw as my future? He admitted that he stuck with bioengineering, not because he loved it, but because he wanted to make his folks happy. He did it for 20 years. 20 years! (laughs) That's a long time to go about trying to please someone, anyone but yourself. And now he's a successful chocolatier of Chuao Chocolate over in the Carlsbad, San Diego area. Anyway, so I went up to him and immediately I told him about my interest in chocolate. The next thing I know, I'm taking an intro to chocolate class at his lab, and once again, my mind was blown. I started feeling something I hadn't really felt while learning anything else before. I guess you could say I had finally found it. It being a passion that I believed in, and that there was something else for my future. 
something else that I could actually pursue for myself. I didn't know much of anything at all about chocolate, like zero, except that I really loved eating it. Of course. <laughs> so from that point, I went and I took a tour of the Art Institute in San Diego. I walked past a class that was in progress, and it just so happened to be a chocolate class. The chef stepped out and spoke to me a bit. I didn't know it then, but he would become my first chocolate mentor, Chef Mark Bleber, Chef B, an incredible teacher and friend who unfortunately passed last year from cancer. But truly, he was one of the first people who really understood that I had this passion and I was serious about it. So fast forward a year and a half later, and it's time for me to graduate from culinary school. I turned to Chef B and I'm like, Chef B, like I, I want to become a chocolatier, but I'm like not seeing any any roads, any signs, like, can you help me out? Like, what do I do? And he told me about this term called MOF or MOF, which basically is an abbreviation of a French term that means like one of the best. So he told me, seek out a MOF. So the year is 2010. I was turning 24, my Kobe year. And yes, I'm an LA girl. We love us. Well, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But that's how serious I was. It's my Kobe year. I got to make something great happen in this year. And I also had, I felt something to prove to my parents, right? I had given this this huge plot twist to go and pursue chocolate from medicine. So I have to make something of it. So I decided to book a tour to New York for three days, I think three or four days. And I reunited with an old childhood friend of mine. And she decided to take me on a tour of all the chocolate shops. The last stop being Jacques Therese. And if you don't know Jacques Therese, was one of the youngest people to receive the moth title. He's this huge, like, huge, huge, huge chocolatier um, in the chocolate world, uh, and he's like one of the he's like one of the big ones. Like, you want to learn from someone, you go after him. Um, so, we take tours of all the chocolate shops, and our last stop is Jacques Therese. I literally walked into the shop, and there was a girl behind the counter, and I just asked, like. Hi, is Chef Jacques in? And she told me, oh, he's not here, but he'll be back soon. So I said, okay, I'll wait. So I waited for like a few minutes and she said, oh, I don't know if he's going to be actually back today. So I asked her, what time does he come back tomorrow? And she told me, oh, around like 9 a.m. So I said, cool, I'll come back tomorrow. I was scheduled to leave the next day, by the way, just back, back context. So it's the next day. I come in bright and early. It's the same girl working behind the counter. I said, hi, I was here yesterday, if you remember me. Um, is Chef Jacques in? And she said, yeah, let me go get him. She goes behind the counter to the back room. Um, Chef Jacques walks out and he looks at me and he's like, do I know you or do you know my wife? Because his wife, Hosti Torres, is Madame Chocolat, who actually had a chocolate boutique over in Beverly Hills. So I said, oh, no, I, I don't know. You don't know me, Chef. I said, um, literally, hi, my name is Tina, and I would like to know what it takes to become a successful chocolatier. That's all I said. I was speaking from my heart. I really wanted to get the advice. And I figured while I'm in New York, I might as well try and get it for one of the best. So Chef Jacques kindly took me uh, to a table. We sat down for about 10 minutes. We had some ice hot chocolates. And he was telling me that you basically, if you want to become a chocolatier, you have to learn from the best. And he said, have a five-year plan and stick to it. So... In that moment, I was, you know, absorbing what he was telling me. And then he asked me, so where do you live? And I said, I live in California. He's like, oh, that's too bad, because if you were in New York, then maybe I could help you out. 
Hey friend, are you feeling a chocolate craving coming on? Anytime is a good time for chocolate in my book. After working for literally some of the best chocolate and pastry chefs in our industry, Bruno and I launched our own online chocolate shop, Codinia Chocolates. Check out our collection of beautiful handcrafted bonbons and confections, sourced with the best cacao and ingredients and made with a ton of love. Experience true chocolate happiness at www.codiniachocolate.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Cheers! And it was in that moment where he took his card, put his number on it, and gave it to me. And he said, let me know if you need anything. I took that card as like golden ticket, literally like a golden ticket. And in my head, I was like, holy crap, I am moving to New York. What is happening? I'm going to work for Chef Jacques. (laughs) It didn't happen that easily. I went back home to LA. And as soon as my mom picked me up from the airport, I told her what was going on. And she's like, okay, okay, uh, but you don't just move. You need an actual job offer before you move. So I took the number that was on the card. I called it, and I basically didn't get a call back. Um, I was given the email of the pastry chef, Chef Christophe Torrey, who's one of my other mentors in the beginning, and emailed him my resume, and no response. So I am one of those people who I will not give up until you tell me a distinct no. So... I called, I emailed, I emailed to say I called, I called to say that I emailed, and this went back and forth for about two weeks and crickets, like nothing. (sighs) So frustrating. So once again, I went to Chef B for advice and I was like, Chef B, like I have this amazing opportunity, nothing is happening from it, I don't understand. He told me like, you know, contact him if I need anything, I'm contacting him and nothing is happening. And Chef B turned to me and he said, Mm, do you really think that they're going to pay attention to you of all the people who are probably trying to get a job there? He's like, you're all the way in California. He's like, you're too far. He's like, you're 23, what, 23, 24? He's like, no kids, nothing to tie you down. He's like, if I were you, he's like, I would just go to New York with my tool bags in hand and show up. And I looked at Chef B and I said, that sounds so crazy that it might just work. So I went back home to my parents and I told them, like, I need to move to New York. And we had this back and forth, back and forth, like, you can't move unless you have a job offer. And I was saying, but if I don't move, I may never have a job offer. Um, Eventually, they agreed to let me go. And I told them if nothing happened from it, then I just come back home. At least I can say I tried, right? So I get the number on the card and I call once again. And the same secretary who had been answering my calls um, you know, I tell her, hi, this is Christina Villar. I was Villar at the time. I said, hi, this is Chris- Christina Villar calling again. I just want to let you know that I am moving to New York next week. If that changes anything at all, uh, please let me know. Two hours later, I get a call back and they tell me Chef Jacques would like to meet with you. Boom, boom. Are you kidding me? I mean, finally, some response. Finally, something started to happen. So... The lesson was, if there's no door open to you, build yourself a freaking window and go through the window and keep pushing on it until finally it opens. And I can truly say that this story of how it started for me of being a chocolatier is one that I am very proud of um, because I want to take control of my narrative and I've been owning it ever since. The good, the bad, whatever has come my way, it's only shaped me to be the person that I am today. But of course, it's not that easy. So I never left home or never left home that far. 
Uh, I was bawling my eyes out on the plane to New York. I had a big old suitcase with me. I slept on my friend's couch for three weeks. And I had to work as a server at her sushi restaurant at night because, lo and behold, as it turns out, when I got to New York, there actually wasn't any open position at the chocolate shop. So I could have easily said, well, dang it. Why does this keep happening to me? I came all this way. That sucks. You know, I'm now like in one of the most expensive cities there is. Not a lot of money saved. I'm sleeping on a freaking couch. Like, are you kidding me? But instead, I kind of phrased it in my head like, okay, all right, this is your beginner story. They're testing you. How bad do you want it, Tina? How bad do you want it? This is New York. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So go out there and freaking prove that you are made to make it. So I made it. Uh, After a month of interning for free, uh, Chef Jacques offered me a paid position. And I stayed with them for a year before I moved on to the rest of my chocolate journey. Um, and sticking true to what Chef Jacques advised me to focus on the next five years after that. Um, I'm happy to say I had so much chocolate um, amazingness just happen. I worked in a luxury chocolate shop in Beverly Hills under Chef Jacques' wife. I went on to Vegas where I worked under uh, MOF finalists and American Chocolate Master. I had the honor of assisting several MOFs and top pastry chefs and chocolatiers and master classes. Uh, I learned the trade even more um, in massive volume at the hotels of Aria, Bellagio, and The Wind in Las Vegas. And of course, the biggest one, I met my husband. (laughs) I met my husband because of chocolate. Um, If that's not some serious chocolate love, then I really don't know what is. Um, But I think it's also important to say that this journey was not always smooth. There's definitely lots of ups and downs. um, But at the end of the day, I I have zero regrets. You know, chocolate is truly the one thing I feel really certain that I'm supposed to be doing. And more importantly, sharing that joy with others, um, which we're currently doing through Coutinho Chocolate, our online shop, our online courses and mentorship, which is coming out. And now with this podcast. Um, The point of this has been really, I hope, to inspire you in some way that if you have a passion for chocolate or if you're thinking about it and if your parents are saying that you're silly for thinking it or other people are just trying to take you away from it, I want to invite you to ask yourself deep inside what makes you truly happy. And if the answer is chocolate, that's awesome. And the answer is not chocolate, that's okay. But you got to try. You got to be willing to put yourself out there and try. I think that when I abandon all my fears, and it sounds so cliche and silly to say it, but I really think it's true, that when you truly like hone in on something and you just throw yourself out in the universe and you demand like, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get, it works. It 100% works. And of course, there's going to be times where you get tested and things don't turn out exactly as you like it because you're not supposed to know what the future holds for you, right? You can dream it, you can think of it over and over, but it will never turn out 100% the way that you envision it, maybe greater, if anything, right? So I just wanted to tell my story and have this podcast as a space where it's okay to pursue the other path. It's okay to get down about it sometimes and it's okay to also believe that your craziest wildest dreams of being a chocolatier could possibly come true 
I don't have any more cheesiness stuff left in me to say. I think that's a wrap for the first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you on the next one. And that's it for today. For more tips on what it takes to be a chocolatier, catch myself and my hubby Bruno live every Thursday on the gram at Coutinho Chocolate. I truly appreciate you spending some time with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Have a beautiful, sweet day. And remember, you are worthy of the life you dream. You just have to have the courage to pursue it. And yes,